This is the March to the Arch podcast, your place for Missouri Valley Conference news, talk, and takes. All right, welcome to episode 11 of the March to the Arch podcast, talking about the 2019-2020 season. How are we doing today, Baker? Not good. <laughs> We're not doing good, Vance. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because it's snowing. Oh, it is snowing here in um, central Illinois. Uh, looking at, yeah, it's freaking Halloween, and it's snowing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was... Like, how can anybody be happy about this? This is horrible. Yeah, hopefully uh, the kiddos, you know, are dressed up as uh, mummies um, or snowmen. I told my wife, I said, 30 minutes tops time. <laughs> You're going to your, the friends you know. Don't come to my house. I won't have candy for you. Sure, sure. Um, nor will I be there. I'll be eating Mexican. That's a good call. Um, but, We're, yeah. Like, side streets, and then, like, that's it. So are you going to just stay in your neighborhood, or are you going to yeah, pack them into the car? No. I was talking to my neighbor. I said... Let's hit our side street. Let's hit our other side street. Call it a day. Any in-laws or parents coming to check out the kiddos? First yeah. of all, what are the kiddos going to dress up as? Uh, so, it's funny. So, uh, my son is a firefighter. Nice. And my daughter is a Dalmatian, which <laughs> son is three years old, daughter is Are you the hydrant? Old. See, and that's what I wanted my daughter to be. I said my one-year-old daughter should dress up as the hydrant. That'd be great. I, and my wife thought that was a bad idea, but I digress. Problematic, maybe. Yeah, but no, it. Um, I hate the snow. Um, I think that this uh, this is just going to be me on a on a tangent here, but I think that the that snow is acceptable from like December twentieth till like January second, mm-hmm. like around Christmas time. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, after that, I have no time for snow. Yep. I uh, I just I hate snow. You know what the good part is? You know, snow weather, that cold weather. You know where the best place to be when it's snowing or it's cold outside, Baker? Where's that, Vance? In any arena watching some college basketball. Oh, you can't beat it. And I'll tell you what, we are so close. So close, Baker. We are so close. This is going to be the last episode before we have real games to talk about. Yeah, it is awesome. I'm like, I'm looking forward to uh, next next week. I mean, I'm... I, I don't know if I told you this. I am going to the ISU game. Okay. Uh, going I, no, to see him play Belmont next Wednesday. Uh, pretty excited about that. I uh, uh, I think that it's – I'm so excited. Well, I mean, obviously we'll get into the schedule, the upcoming schedule this week. But uh, I am excited to go to uh, go to a meaningful basketball game. How excited are you not to have to scour message boards for results of secret scrimmages or, you know, exhibition games over reactions, which yeah. we'll get into. I'm just excited yeah. that there's going to be – fundamental stats that we can look at that are accurate right right well for me from an isu perspective i think it's going to be awesome that um instead of overreacting to an exhibition game against a truman state we can overreact to playing a division one team that you know if things don't go wrong yeah yeah Um, no i'm with you so yeah but like uh like we're talking about let's uh jump right into the exhibition schedule this week uh since we last recorded we've had five different games uh one actually concluded last night for Missouri State, but uh, let's uh, let's jump right into these games. Uh, we'll start off here with uh, Bradley uh, had a game the other night against Milliken. Okay. Uh, Bradley knocked off Milliken ninety-one to fifty-two. Um, really not a lot to talk about with the box score here. Just kind of looking through this. Um, I mean, it was kind of just like like we said before the dress rehearsal. This is the game where um, guys are just kind of getting comfortable. Uh, do you have any thoughts about just kind of looking at this pretty balanced minutes wise? I mean, there's not a really a lot to say. Yeah, um, you know, Child Brown leading the way um, as expected. 
I'm excited to see what Kings we get, is going to bring this year. Sure. Statland's pretty good. Um, we'll probably want to see more rebounds. Um, but on social media, in my perspective, this was the most overreacted game. Um, people were talking 100%. about how great Bradley was going to be this year based on beating the mess out of Milliken. Um, this is nothing against Bradley, nothing against the fans, and there's going to be a common theme of... Well, hold on, hold on. Before we, before we just let Bradley fans off the hook... This is ever since last year's championship, and rightly so. Yeah, they should have something to be excited about. But the Bradley fans have come out. Now. They have. We've we've we found out who they are. Yep. And so probably being an Illinois State fan for you, um, I don't love it. Um, you don't love it, but also it's easy for you to pile on Bradley fans. Hundred percent. Oh okay. yeah, and and for sure. And I think I think they deserve it, right? You know. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they got <laughs> hot for three days in March last year, and they yeah. went to the, the tournament. Yeah, but really nothing to talk about with this game. I mean, you blowing out Milliken at home, that, that's what you want to see. You don't mm-hmm. want to see you having any trouble. Uh, looks like they got on him right away, and it was, uh, it was a pretty pretty good game. Uh, a decent decent crowd for, uh, for Carver Arena this early in the season. So, uh, 4,500, yep. yep. So, yeah, I mean, nothing to add what you kind of expect out of exhibition. Um, yeah, I, I saw come. I saw one thing with uh, their box score. Ta- I and I'm gonna butcher this name. Tavanayanen. Yeah, close enough. That's I can't pronounce the name. Scrabble. Um, he had 18 points and he was uh, four for five from the three. Um, I do a Missouri Valley podcast with you, and I don't know anything about him. <laughs> so, um, Ville? we'll see. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have a guy coming out and shooting four for five from three. Uh, I don't care who the competition is. He's knocking down shots, so that's yeah. at least something to look for going into the season. Especially a new three-point line. Sure, exactly. Yeah, and, and we, we, I mean, we talked about that a, a few episodes back, but uh, it, it definitely is going to be interesting to kind of see how these three-point shooters adjust to that. Absolutely. All right, who's next? <laughs> All right, next we've got uh, Truman State um, from the GLVC Division Two Conference at. Illinois State Redbirds. Uh, Redbirds did win, seventy-four to sixty-eight. Uh, Baker, thoughts? They won. Sure did. Um, didn't think so at halftime. No, they won. That's all that matters, in my opinion. Um, did you go? I forgot. No, I didn't go. Thank God. Good. Um, not a very good crowd. Doesn't look like only three thousand people were there. Uh, Down thirteen at half. Yeah, not good. Sounds like the second half went really well for them. I think that uh, Dan Muller, you know, coaching him up in the locker room. You know, oh, yeah. Coach Muller, he's getting in there. He's oh, telling yeah. him what to do. But I'm um, sure there's some choice words said. I hope there was, um, quite frankly. There's um, not really a lot to talk about with this. Uh, Hillsman apparently had a really nice game. I'm uh, Obviously, that's a good sign. Uh, I, know, uh, I know Fisher had a uh, – I know he had some kind of issue with uh, – with uh, hyperventilating on the on the court during the game, which is kind of a serious issue. It doesn't sound like it's anything from what Dan okay. Muller said. Um, and I know that, I think he mentioned that it happened in another, um, and I don't want to quote him, but he said something about it happening prior in a different practice or something. Okay. Um, but it sounds like it was under control. Everything's okay. So um, hopefully, you know, obviously hope Keith's doing all right and yeah. uh, hope I he's mean, ready to go for the season. Obviously with only playing nine minutes, obviously it affected him, but... Uh, um, I, from what I understand, that's a non-issue for the regular season, good. so that's a good thing. Um, you're thinking a lot of him. I mean, transfer. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think he has to be one of their one of their go-to guys. So probably contributed to the result, the first half result. Um, I actually did not know that happened, so probably it makes sense. Um, yeah. What happened there? Um, yeah, but I mean, it, otherwise, I mean, it's just kind of. Uh, uh, Zach Copeland, 18 points. I mean, that's going to be your guy. Hopefully, he shoots better than one for six from three-point range, and uh, hopefully, uh, he can. 
give it his all, and hopefully this ISU team is ready to go for Wednesday. Yeah. I'm still struggling just as a fan of the Valley, and even, you know, Salukis with how much turnover they had, just getting used to the rosters. Like, some of these names... Oh, for sure. For, especially ISU, I'm like, who are these people? Especially because the ISU guys, it felt like the one, the prior... And especially with Southern as well. Mm-hmm. felt like that group of, like, five, six, seven core guys mm-hmm. were all there for ever. Right. And yep. now they all kind of left at once. Yep. So then you have like your Zach Copeland still, you have your Cook still. Mm-hmm. So you've got maybe a few, but it's it's definitely a, a different deal. Yep. So on the other end, I would say uh, moving on to our next game, uh, University of Southern Indiana at Evansville. This was probably overreaction on the other end um, of maybe the season's not going to do as well as they thought. Sure. There's a ton of caveats here. Maybe just break down the game real quick and then yeah. we'll talk a little bit about it. 71-68 was the final. They went to overtime. Uh, Evansville did get the win against Southern Indiana. Um, K.J. Riley showed up, 14 points. Uh, it doesn't look... The, I think that the... The thing that I noticed with this Evansville box score, 5 for 27 from 3 is not probably going to get it done if you're shooting that clip. No. Um, But it does look like DeAndre William, Labinowitz got into the mix. Um, I think it's just one of those things that um, maybe this is a good thing for Evansville to have a tight game that you maybe should have won handily. Um, I'm not going to overreact because it is an exhibition game and you won the game. Uh, One thing I found was interesting was they had pretty decent crowd yeah so I think that leads us into this is probably going to be one of those games that they wanted so they can prepare themselves in some of those um, for lack of a better term clutch situations or um, you know get the crowd noise going. high leverage moments because I mean it's a local school in Indiana I believe is in the same town or very close to Evansville so there's you know fans on both sides there you know had a great crowd a lot of people you know, I think overacting online, saying, um, I can't believe you performed that way. You know, the attendance was up, showing that everybody's back, ready to back the aces. Well, no, it's probably more of a, there's a ton of USI fans there as well, because USI is predominantly a strong team in their division. I think they made the Final Four, um, you know, a couple years in a row um, in what I believe, I think it's D2. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's what you want from a crowd environment type experience in an exhibition game and probably lend itself. You want a game in overtime. Yes, it, was it probably an inferior opponent? Sure, but you still won. Um, you, you got some good experience out of there. Uh, the one person that I wanted to see more of was Cunliffe. Um, he was brutal from three, I think one for six. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're pretty um, – he's an unknown for Evansville that I think we're going to expect a lot of a lot out of this year. Um, KJ Riley led the way, so pretty much as expected. We'll see him at the top. Um, yeah, Lin, it goes back to the whole how he. Uh, I can't remember if he was. I know he's one of the one of the best players in getting to the line. Um, he got there ten times, nine for ten from the line. That's what you're going to get from from KJ Riley. He gets to the free throw line. So um, last year, I think, yeah, he led the league in free throw attempts last year. So. Um, I think that's just something you got to continue to see with him is getting to the basket, getting drawing fouls, getting to the line, and making your foul shots. Um, I think Evansville is going to be fine into the day. Um, don't love the fact that it was a three-point game, but like you said, this is one of those – you got to play some of those high-leverage moments with a, with a pretty good team Yep. from what you, from, from what you tell me. So I, I don't have a problem with this. Just a plug, USI's head coach is a former SIU um, assistant associate head coach, uh, Rodney Watson. Uh, big fan of Rodney growing up. Uh, he uh, was assistant to Rich Heron, Lowry, um, and then moved on when he got a head gig at USI. Good stuff. 
Uh, jumping into the next one. Now, this is the result you definitely didn't want to see if you're a fan of this team. Uh, Indianapolis defeated Loyola 65-60. Uh, initial thoughts, fans? Season's over for Loyola. They might as well just pack it in. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> is, is Porter Moser's seat red hot? Um, we knew this would happen when Towns and Custer left the Valley. Yeah. We can't handle the pressure of being the guy. Anyone else want to, uh, you know, pile yeah. on this result? Okay, people, it's exhibition. It happened. Move on. Um, it's not the result you wanted. It's probably not indicative of what's going to happen this season. Move on. Yep, I completely agree. I don't think that this matters at all. Um, I think that Crutwig played 26 minutes. He's not going to play. He's going to play more minutes than that yep. going forward. Um, he, I like seeing Lucas Williamson. Looks like he had a decent game. Um, he's going to be kind of one of their more high use, higher usage kind of guys. On Loyola this year, kind of taking over from where Towns and uh, Custer left off. Um, this is a whole lot of nothing, in my opinion. I, I don't read into this. I don't read. I, I so so one thing I don't remember them. Are they only four deep off the bench? You know, um, do they, they might have some. Oh, they lost um, for the season. I think it was the name. Um, give us a second. Uh, th- that was problematic because the amount of points off the bench was not very good. Cooper Kafus. Thank you, yes. Um, I was drawing a blank too. I know. So uh, I think that that's the only stat that that I, that stuck out to me was they had... And maybe depth's a problem with this team. Yeah, 10 points off the bench. Yeah, no, it could be depth. Depth could be an issue this year. I, I don't... I read nothing into this at all. Yeah, I mean... I mean it's an exhibition game you lost. Um, I know nothing about Indianapolis, to be honest with you, yeah. but... Uh, going forward, I mean, we'll see. I I think that it's an issue if you come out flat in your next game. Oh, I yeah. would expect that Loyola, and we'll get into who they're playing, but I would expect Loyola to come out ready to play mm-hmm. in their first game, um, especially based on their opponent, which obviously we'll get into. But, um, no, nah, I mean, it's like if you're a fan, obviously you don't like oh, it, right? Yeah. You're, you're not excited, but it's still, I don't think it's... There's nothing that leads up to this result that is a red flag. It's not like you had a terrible season last year. It's not like, um, you know, Porter Mosier's seat's hot. Um, it's, it is what it is. Yep. I mean, that's what, it, it's not like you're a Valley Dweller team that you're getting beat by a D2, D3 school um, and you're trying to call for your coach's head. Like, that's not this case. So that's why I'm saying don't overreact and move on. I think you're exactly right. How, you've, been to, you've been to Gentile. Um, how... How big is it? Do you know? Uh, not big. Um, I actually really liked it. Um, it's built into the ground, so I was like walking through campus and I couldn't find the arena because I was like, "There's nothing here that looks like an arena." Sure. It's built into the ground, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, it's a lot like a high school gym that's added another level, right? Um, but like in a good way. I, mm-hmm. I'm not dogging it by any means. Uh, they put a ton of money into it. Um, they've got their national championship, you know, year in, um, you know, pretty prominent in that mm-hmm. arena. So, I mean, pretty cool. Um, I haven't been since they've been the Final Four. I'm sure it's even more so with the Final Four appearance. Uh, plan on going this year, but I, I, I enjoy it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of surprised with 2,100 people, but maybe it doesn't hold a heck of a lot more than that. It's just kind of hard to get to in Chicago, to be honest, like especially from someone coming mm-hmm. from central Illinois. Sounds good. Um, and then our final game from last night. Last night being Wednesday. Yep. Um, so we've got Wash U um, out of St. Louis at Missouri State Bears. Bears put a hurting on them, um, one by 17. 
and uh, pretty much what you expect out of the uh, preseason favorite here. Yep, tight in the first half, 36-34 uh, at the half, and looks like Missouri State just kind of took over as soon as the second half started. Um, anything stand out for you looking at the box score? Um, DeSilver's the man, um, as expected. Um, 20 points, uh, 9 rebounds, um, so a good game there. Love the newcomer Lamont West with 11 points and 7 rebounds. Um, I'm sure the Bears like that as well. Only 18 minutes, though. Kind of surprised me he didn't play more, but I don't, yeah, I don't um, know if I'll read anything into that. Um, what I really liked was um, off the bench, uh, Jamonte Black. Uh, eight points, three rebounds, um, two of four from three-point line. Tyreek Dixon, I think, stands out for me. Just uh, seven assists. It sounds like he's going to be the guy playing point guard for them. He's going to be the distributor. Probably not going to get a ton of points out of him. He got nine points, but um, he's not going to be looked at as one of their one, two, or three scores. But um, as long as he's feeding those guys, especially to Silva down low, I think that that's a it's a good sign that it looks like that's kind of the role he's taking on right away. Yep. A lot of three-point attempts. Uh, 21. So they were 5 for 21 from three, which that's got to improve um, for them, especially with what games they have upcoming. Um, it looks like this Wash U team, they had 31 attempts at three, so um, we kind of know how they live. Fired up, buddy. Yep. Fired so up. Maybe if some of those go in, um, it's a different way. but um, Yeah, no, good, good win for the Bears. Yep. All right, we're going to jump into real basketball, Baker. Um, it's upcoming next week. Uh, before we get to the real stuff that counts on your, uh, your win-loss column, uh, the last exhibition, uh, which we previewed, the ones that already happened uh, earlier in the podcast, is Drake's going to Upper Iowa. I assume they just roll the ball out there and anybody from Upper, Upper Iowa comes out. Um, <laughs> I don't know if, if they divide the state in the middle. Is that like the upper third of Iowa? I think uh, that's a university. We don't want to... We don't wanna Make fun of our friends over at Upper Iowa. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, uh, Drake's at, uh, no, sorry, Upper Iowa, um, not the people. The university is at Drake Saturday. And then it's time for the main event, Baker. We are starting the real season. These games count. Are we I just, excited? I just want to let you know that in Fayette, Iowa, Upper Iowa University is where they are. So there is a, uh, that is the university that they are playing. We don't know anything about them. God bless you guys. Good luck to the Drake Bulldogs this weekend. Hopefully they get it done. But I don't want to, I don't want to rip on our friends over at Upper Iowa too much because we could have a listener or two from Upper Iowa that's just a, a fan of Northern Iowa or Drake. So, yep. All right. Go Bulldogs for that game. Um, <laughs> all right. Back all right. to the real stuff. Let's uh, do it. This is what we, this is the stuff we can get excited about. We have starting on what day? Tuesday the fifth. Tuesday, November fifth. We have, and we've actually got a couple, couple decent ball games. We got a good slate up. here. Decent Thanks. slate for the Valley schools. Um, let's just jump into this. You know, kind of let's go back and forth. Just on, on on our thoughts on these games. We'll start off with Bradley playing St. Joe's. Uh, this is over in Philadelphia. Uh, Bradley making the trip out east. Uh, any any thoughts on St. Joe's? Yeah, St. Joe's not very good in the A10 this year. Um, they're picked to finish uh, next to last or 13th. Um, Still kind of a brand name though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, it was a I I mean it's been probably what 15 years since the Jameer Nelson days, but um, I mean everybody knows St. Joe's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we expect a Bradley win anytime you go up against the bottom uh, the bottom feeders of a 
what I'm going to say is a like conference. Yeah. Um, maybe not by number of bids uh, year in, year out, but I think from a talent perspective, a, a comparable conference. Sure, sure. We're, I, think the, I think the A10, I think the Mountain West and the Valley can kind of, and the MAC even to a certain extent lately, have kind of all filtered in that, that underneath top mid-major tier. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, my thoughts on it, um, Bradley should win the basketball game. Yes, absolutely. Um, and if they don't come home from Philadelphia with a win, I'd be disappointed. Yep. UC Davis is playing Loyola. That's in Chicago on uh, Tuesday night. Any thoughts on UC Davis? What do you know about? Um, you know, before that, I think it's a um, it's a bounce back game for Loyola. You know, they we talked a little bit about um, the exhibition loss. It's mm-hmm. got to be a bounce back, and uh, I agree. Uh, Loyola's got to you know bring it that night. Um, UC Davis, uh, you know, some prognosticators have picked them sixth um, in the Big West uh, conference. Um, so once again, you know, kind of our um, one of our top teams versus a middle pack team in an inferior conference. Sure, sure. Um, I think you like to see a win here. Yeah, and I actually I'm, I was wrong. I was thinking that the which Loyola game was first is, was the next one that they play. Um, yeah, you should win this game. Don't don't lose this game. I expect them to come out firing. I expect them to have a really big game. Uh, not really much to say about that. Uh, Valparaiso kicks off their hold season. Hold on, hold on. Before before we get to the next one. Do you know who UC Davis's uh, coach is? Is that Jim Les's team? It is Jim Les's <laughs> team. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so Jim uh, Les, former uh, Bradley coach. So yeah, for sure. I we so now let's go back on this. Um, I think this is going to be a battle. Nobody knows the Valley like Jim Les. <laughs> <laughs> no, Loyola, you should win the game. But I mean, he did go to a tournament a couple of years ago, right? He did. So he did. I mean, he it's obviously it's not like you're playing a. A totally inferior team, so uh, you got to probably play your A game. But I think Loyola should show up and win the game. If any, I feel like did Loyola was was Jim Less in the Valley though when Loyola was in the Valley? No, no? not even close. Yeah, okay, not was that close. Gino Four? Yeah, uh, not even close. Okay, um, but he still knows the Valley. You kidding me? Uh, so Jim what, Les? I, what I was gonna say is, I feel like we if we find out any person has like any, the remotest tie to the Valley. The street cred goes up. This goes from a this uh, uh, loyal is going to blow out UC Davis. Oh, it's Jim Les. You know he's going <laughs> to he knows the valley. <laughs> you may you know what if if, if loyal is laying laying more than fifteen, maybe you just take the points and run. <laughs> because you know Jim Les is coming to play. Um, right, moving on, Toledo from the MAC at Valpo. Toledo's a good team, right, Vance? Yeah, first in the West Division of the MAC. Um, I think this will be a great test for Valpo. A really good spot. I. I it's it kind of stinks that you start your season off with a really good team, but I think that th- for a team that's picked lower in the valley, I think this is a great spot. Yeah, I think it's a good. Spot. You're at home too. And yeah, you're at home, and it's a good spot for you to maybe sneak up on a team that maybe Toledo's looking looking past you. Not only that, you kind of find out what you have. You kind of find out what your team's made of. You know, you're you're getting thrown right into the fire right away. And we've and we've been hard on Valpo this year. Obviously, we I hope I hope they go out and beat oh. Toledo. Now at this point, now it's like. Now it's like, yeah, we've been critical of these teams, but I, I'm I'm all for them winning this game. And in my mind, if Freeman gets hot, Fazekas has a good game. This is um, this is winnable, in yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, we become the biggest Valley fans. Um, this is the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, we got uh, Little Rock against Missouri State. Little Rock actually plays a few Valley schools this year, um, but uh, they go travel to Springfield on Tuesday night. Any thoughts about Little Rock? Um, that's going to be a win for the Bears. Um, Little Rock is picked to finish 11th in the Sun Belt. Um, so another one, hey, Missouri State, don't look past Little Rock. This um, would be a disaster loss. Yes, uh, especially with how good their non-conference is. Sure. Um, don't look past them. For sure. 
Uh, Old Dominion uh, is heading into Cedar Falls this uh, Tuesday night to play Northern Iowa, um, Northern Iowa team that we both we both reasonably like. Mm -hmm. I know you like them a little more than I we do, do but we, it feels like we always kind of forget about them when we're talking about an, on the podcast. They're just that team that like we know AJ Green, we know they're going to be good, Ben Jacobson. But now we're actually going to play games, so we get to see a little bit more about them. Any thoughts on about this game? I am probably, of all the games, this one probably most interests me from a parity perspective. Sure. Um, in the fact that um, they're picked to finish seventh in Conference USA, um, which, okay, it's preseason rankings. We get that. But I think this is going to be a good bellwether game for the Panthers and where their season is going to, um, how it starts off. Yeah, and they've had some they've had some issues in the non-con the last couple of years they where they've started off a little slower than we expected, and even that kind of led into conference play. So um, I expect that because of that, and I have enough faith in Ben Jacobs, and I know you do as well. I expect them to come out play well. They're at home. Um, Old Dominion should be a winnable game for them. Absolutely. Um, final game on the slate on Tuesday night is Southern Illinois playing Illinois Wesleyan. Um, my first thought is, why is this a regular season game? I think that's a great question, Baker, and I do not have an answer for you. Go Silikis. Um, For what it's worth, Illinois Wesleyan, um, from what I understand, is a pretty darn good team for Division III. Um, yes, uh, it's a real basketball game, and we are playing a D3 school um, that will go in our winner loss column. Um, they but what I'm saying yes, is they don't look past don't, them. Yes, don't look past them. <laughs> like, we're not talking about the juggernaut of the Valley playing against them. We're so not. Let's but um, at the end of the day... Um, I can't a, believe you're playing a Division three school for your opener in the Missouri... Or in your regular season opener. So I think I have, that's unacceptable. I, think, I agree. It is unacceptable. Um, if I had one gripe with our entire season... Listen, Salukis are not predicted to do very well this year, but this is probably my biggest gripe is that we're playing a T3 school for a real game. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, unacceptable. Is that's a fine term for sure? For sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you knew you were going to get chirped on that. Oh, one, I so. know. Yep. Hey, go get them though. Yep. Hey, go get them, Salukis. We're rooting for you. Uh, heading over to Wednesday night, we've got one game on the docket. I think that this is probably, and granted, I'm biased. I know that, but from from my perspective, this has got to be one of the more intriguing games of the first week of the season. Hundred percent. This is the premier. Um, Mo Valley game. Um, they are gonna. The Redbirds are hosting yes. uh, Belmont yep. uh, from Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. RBA um, baby. So Belmont, um, depending on which poll you look at, uh, expected to finish first or second in yep. the OVC. The media poll had them winning the league um, for their actual the conference's media poll. Um, this is going to be a tough battle. This is a gr I, so kind of going back to that Valpo take. I love the fact that we're playing Belmont game one. Yes. I think this is a fantastic fantastic litmus test for Illinois State. Yep. You're going to find out what you have. You're going to find out what your guys are made of. You're going to play a team that is coming into your building, and I can tell you right now, Belmont's expecting to probably win this game. They're going to be favored. They're going to be favored. Um, and you got embarrassed last year. Let's yep. call a spade a spade. When Illinois State went to Belmont, granted, I think they only lost by maybe 12 or 13. That game was never close. It's still a 12 or 13 double-digit loss um, to a like school. Yeah, well, I, and, and especially when expectations were high last year for you guys. For sure, for sure. And, and fair, fairness to Belmont. Belmont was a tournament team. They, yep. they were a tournament team last year, NCAA tournament team. This is a good spot, though. I, like, this is the kind of game as, as a Illinois State fan. I, and I'm disappointed in their schedule for the most part, but this is something I actually am excited about. Yep. Playing this team... Um, I hope the crowd is good. I hope that I hope the guys come out and play. It has well. to be a new renovation at ISU. I think the crowd will be good for sure. For sure. Thursday night, uh, 
Kennesaw State, uh, Drake at uh, in Des Moines. Uh, any thoughts on this game at all? I think this is just one of those games that Drake should just go out and win. Yep, absolutely. Uh, no, no. I mean, Kennesaw is probably um, bottom 300 um, yeah. of the NCAA, if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know a whole no lot. No facts in front of me. No, it, it's one of those games that that's that's on paper that's an inferior opponent. You should yep. win the game. Um, I, it's one of those. Um, you should be disappointed if you lose. Yep, type absolutely. of game. Um, and now we head over to Friday night. Friday night, you got a couple of nice little games there. Uh, we have the Loyola and Furman game. Now, this is the game that I was actually alluding to uh, as a game that I was actually expecting Loyola to come in and play really well. I thought this was where they opened. It's not. It's their second game. Um, because Furman was the team that upset them last year in yes. their building. I do not expect the same thing this year. So um, do you know any – do you have in front of you where, where Furman's picked to win in the – I do. Um, they're picked to finish second um, by some uh, in the Southern Conference. Okay. Is this a return game from something? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, from last year. Yeah, but like, was it? I mean, it's not like bracket busters or. No, I think it was a home and home. Just a home and home. Okay. okay. I'm, gotcha. I was thinking. Correct you know, me if I'm wrong, loyal fans, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a home and home uh, for them. Uh, any thoughts on this game? Is it kind of just game you should win? Go. You're you're picked to finish high in the valley. You should beat teams like Furman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. it's decent home and home and um, you know you got that was probably one of the biggest upsets right last year because weren't they getting their final four stuff rings mm -hmm. and whatever you get for get, making the final four and then Furman beat them on their home court that's right that's right all right so the next uh, the next part of this is going to be the sunshine slam <sighs> pumped Baker um, so the sunshine slam in Kissimmee Florida starts um, on Friday uh, Salukis are hosting uh, University of Texas San Antonio. Um, actually, we'll be at the game. Uh, really excited traveling down to uh, Orlando area to take in some Saluki basketball and uh, go to Disney World. <laughs> so, um, looking forward to making the trip. Uh, any thoughts on the game? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so the By the way, I think it's awesome that you're going to the game. This is awesome. Um, uh, long story short, I have a family member that uh, lives in the <laughs> Orlando area, so I figure this is a good way to um, knock out some early holidays with the family and uh, go to watch some Saluki basketball. And it'll be uh, awesome to hear some hear some background about how the tournament runs and stuff like that and kind of get a little bit of background about uh, everything that you kind of see going on down there so we can get a firsthand first-hand view but uh, looking at the game specifically uh, UT and well, let's just kind of dive into the sunshine slam just because that is the weekend coming up here um, um, first starting off with Texas San Antonio so they're picked to finish second in Conference USA um, you know so Sulgis so are picked to be in the cellar um, the sunshine slam is like a mid-major tournament so that's the design of the tournament is to bring in uh, mid-majors uh, to play each other get a couple uh, games um, there Mm -hmm. That's a game you may or may not win. Um, hopefully, you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm excited for the Brian Mullins era. So that's honestly, I want to be at one of the first real games mm -hmm. um, that he coached. Mm -hmm. And then uh, going on to the next game, uh, the next two you have on Saturday you play Delaware. Yep. And then on Sunday you play Oakland. Any thoughts on those games? I think those are the two games you should win. Yeah, Oakland's uh, probably the best team in the four four team uh, tournament in my mind. So I'll be looking to. Uh, uh, Sunday for that game. Okay, cool. Well, I, I hope, hope good luck to the Salukis going down the Sunshine Slam, representing the Valley. Um, quickly, let's run through the uh, Saturday games um, this weekend. We have uh, Northern Illinois uh, hosting up in DeKalb, or hosting Northern Iowa. Um, I think that's a game Northern Iowa should still win. I know Northern I Illinois has picked to finish middle of the pack in the MAC. Yeah, it's um, 
so Northern Illinois is picked to finish third in the West Division of the MAC. Um, you and I, obviously, uh, um, I think they're going to go there and knock off the Huskies, to be honest. Oh, I for sure. I expect it. Um, Valpo going down to St. Louis, uh, playing SLU. Um, I think that's going to be a tough game for Valpo, but I think it's also a good road test to start for the season. I think Valpo, and I, I applaud Valpo for this schedule. Um, Toledo and St. Louis right away to start the season. Two games yeah. that are... Um, I think really going to show a lot of what he actually has. So we're going to talk a lot about SLU. Um, they're picked to finish ninth in the A-10 that has 14 teams. Um, SLU, just go ahead and join the Valley. You're playing all our schools anyway. Um, you're picked in the bottom part of your league. Uh, just join the Valley already. No, I'm with you on that. Um, Ball State and Evansville, uh, I think this is a... Uh, Love this game. I think this is a good game for Evansville. I uh, I think this uh, if Evansville can get out there and like have a, a definite win, I think that I'm a little nervous about how high we've been on Evansville. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, uh, I'm I'm pretty nervous about that. Um, this is gonna be one that if they can uh, definitively beat um, Ball State, I'll be very happy. They're picked to finish behind Sl um, uh, Northern Illinois, uh, fourth in the West Division of the MAC. And then rounding, uh, rounding it out, uh, we have two more games uh, on uh, Indiana State at Dayton. This is also another one of those um, uh, Mo Valley versus A-10. Dayton's picked to finish third. Um, they've got an NBA prospect, OB Toppin. Um, and so I, I just think it's a good, good game to uh, see where the Mo Valley is going to um, compare to the A-10. That's going to be a tough game for the, uh, the Fighting Larry Birds. Um, I wish them the best. I think that's going to be a really tough game for them to get a W in. Um, but it's also, like you said, good test. I love these. I, I like the fact that they're challenging themselves, um, not just necessarily taking the W. I think that Greg Lansing is going to find a lot about his team. And, and quite frankly, they have talent. Tyreek mm -hmm. Key, Jordan Barnes, these are, these are guys with talent. They can play with about anybody in the country. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that game for sure. Um, and then rounding out the, uh, the day there is uh, Bradley playing uh, IUPUI. Um, that's a home game for Bradley. It's uh, it shouldn't be too tough. I would hope they would get the get the win on that one. Yeah, I just want to say ooey pooey, ooey pooey. Yeah, then we can move on to the next day. <laughs> All right, moving on to games on Monday, November eleventh. Um, another Valley team. Sunday, playing. Sunday the tenth. Oh, sorry, we Sunday. I uh, got that's ahead okay. in the calendar. Um, so we've got Little Rock at uh, Illinois State playing the Redbirds. Another uh, Valley team playing Little Rock. Uh, Baker, you going? Yeah, taking the youngster. Um, hopefully they win. Um, this should be a very winnable game. Uh, I will be very disappointed if they don't win this game. And then uh, final game of the Sunshine, Sunshine Slam, Slukies uh, versus Oakland. Yeah, um, we kind of talked about that already. That's uh, that's going to be one of their tougher games in that Sunshine Slam. Hopefully, hopefully the boys bring the defense down to Florida and hopefully they get it done. And then I expect uh, the last game on uh, Sunday, November 10th, uh, Alabama State at Missouri State, and I think the Bears will beat the brakes off of this team. I would hope so. Uh, moving on to Monday night, uh, this, is a, this is a nice game. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of excited about uh, I don't even – I see it's not even on the plus, so I'm, I'm wondering what channel we can actually see this game on. But we have Drake against Cincinnati. Yeah, wow. uh, Cincinnati uh, picked to finish third in the American Conference. Um, same conferences are uh, former Wichita State Shockers. That's a good test. I like the fact that you're going to Cincinnati to play a good team on a Monday night. Um, I hope. I, I think that this uh, Drake's got a really good roster. Um, I think that Drake can. I think this is a. I think this is a winnable game. Yep. Um, 
I, I do too. I uh, I don't think the Cincinnati Bearcats will uh, look past them. Nope. Um, uh, quickly running through this real quick, we'll just uh, we'll finalize here on uh, Tuesday for the last games before we record next. Um, big game over on the SEC Network, six o'clock, November twelfth. Evansville will travel to Kentucky. Uh, Walter McCarty going back to the University of Kentucky to play the Wildcats. Uh, you think UK is very good this year? Uh, so they're <laughs> so they're second in the country uh, start the season, um, which uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. I don't know if you uh, if you've seen the schedule nation the national schedule, but they do play number one in the country, uh, Michigan State on night one on that Tuesday. So um, it'll be interesting to kind of see what Kentucky does against Michigan State, just to kind of preview the Evansville game, but. Um, I don't expect Evansville to win this game. I just hope that for the Valley's sake that they go there and have a decent showing. Yeah, Salukis went there last year, had a good showing. Um, yeah. Cover the spread. Uh, <laughs> go get them, um, Aces. Yeah, no, I think I think it's one of those things that you just want to hope hope they play well. Uh, hope they hope they at least you know kind of give that good effort. And it's not like well, McCarty's a Kentucky guy. I don't think. Calipari, I don't think I don't think Calipari is going to run it up on. He's him. not. No. And honestly, I think Evansville might play with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick on the the last three games, we got Cleveland State, Missouri State. I think that's an should be a Missouri State win again. Yep, absolutely. Um, Loyola Coppin State, same thing. Yep. And then uh, SIU Edwardsville hosting uh, Valpo. Uh, I think that should be another win for Valparaiso. It should be um, SIUE, um, usually the cellar dweller of the OVC. Sounds good. But, yep, go Valley this week. Hopefully they can uh, they can bring some home some good wins this week. Uh, not lose to anybody they shouldn't, and uh, have a good week overall. Yeah, and I'll probably just plug our social media here. That yes, we're flying through these games. There's a ton of them um, with a weekly podcast. We can't dive too uh, much into it just because I don't think our fans' attention spans are going to go over to uh, an hour. Um, we try to keep these podcasts at. 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, so just kind of getting initial thoughts, uh, not in-depth analysis, uh, and uh, that's kind of how we're how we're that's how we look to see this podcast work. Yeah, and I think what we'll do is kind of going for it'll be kind of one of those things we'll kind of pick kind of cherry pick different games that we see something interesting in games that we actually watch on TV, go to, what have you. Um, obviously, I'll have thoughts on the Illinois State Belmont game next week. Um, yeah, I know you'll and have some thoughts on the southern southern games down down at the Sunshine Slam. So it'll be it'll just kind of be what we pick. And call to action for our uh, fans and listeners: um, If you're watching a game, um, tweet at us. Uh, let us know. Hey, turn to you know ESPN Plus, and uh, this game's close. You might want to see this. And, uh, and not we'll only do our that. best, but early on when everything's not on the plus, it's kind of hard to bounce around. But you know what? And not only that, just to add to it. Um, if you are going to these games, especially at your home arenas, let us know what the environment's like. You know, was there a big, big crowd? Were people excited? I mean, um, how did the team look? Just kind of your thoughts as a fan. All right. All right, we got a fun little segment that uh, kind of born from some input from listener Debbie. Uh, appreciate the uh, input there. Um, Baker did some research, and uh, the NBA season started last Tuesday. So we thought, let's revisit what Valley uh, players are in the NBA currently. Yeah, so right now there are six current NBA players that play in the Missouri Valley. Uh, Alizé Johnson from Missouri State, Kyle Korver, Creighton, Doug McDermott. Creighton, uh, Landry Shamit from Wichita State, Anthony Tolliver, Creighton, and Fred Van Vliet of Wichita State. Real quick off that, 
So they played in the Valley, but I know they went to Creighton and Wichita State. Do you still consider those guys Valley guys? I do. Um, the one that I think Shamit is the one that you could probably say is an American um, conference uh, alum. Uh, but yeah, all of those, they're Valley players. Corver, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> yes, those are Valley Mr. players. Mr. Valley. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Corver in like the 2000s was the Valley guy. Yeah, so yes, sure. these are Valley players. But I think the scary thing is, is the representation of the NBA from the Valley are no longer members of the Valley. Correct, uh, correct. Schools. All we have left is Alizé yeah. Johnson, who's who's apparently doing really well with the Pacers. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> what if, who's your allegiance? Um, who do you, who's your NBA team? You know who my allegiance is. It's the Knicks. The New York Knickerbockers. Um, w- would you love to see an all-Valley Knicks team? You know what? They'd we probably actually, finish just as much as bad as they did now. Well, you know what? Listen, the Knicks are terrible. Uh, but it was fun, like two years ago, Ron Baker on the Knicks yep. roster. Yep. That was kind of cool. Um, he actually had like a cult following at Madison Square Garden. Like people were yeah. having wigs and stuff. It yeah. was it was like the coolest thing ever. So actually that was kind of cool. I, I don't know why, but I think the Knicks brass are obsessed with Wichita State because they had Clee Anthony Early. They drafted Clee Anthony Early. They had Torrey Murray. They had Ron Baker. It's just like they're obsessed with Wichita State for some reason. Marshall's paying them off. Yeah, but go Knicks, even though they're not very good. Um, but no, another thing I looked into was uh, some of the notable NBA players that we've had in the past. Um, just kind of, I mean, do we even need to say who the best best NBA player in the in the, who's the best former Valley player in the NBA history? No, I mean, it's I mean it's been a topic of deep in the Valley. Um, I mean it's Larry Bird. Yes, I, okay. I, I didn't think we need to, but I mean, there's so many cool things. Another a great Knicks legend, Walt Clyde Frazier. I mean, the Saluki faithful Saluki. out there. Um, I'd probably he'd probably be number two if I had to guess. Yeah, no, and 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 just because he's still around the game. Sure, sure, and and so like, and it's funny, like some of these names you look back at, like I forget Danny Granger had a cup of coffee at Bradley. Um, Hersey Hawkins, obviously a legend. Yep. We've talked to. Uh, Anthony Parker from Bradley. Anthony Parker. I remember. I remember going to Illinois State to see it when I was really little. Um, sitting with my two sisters in the it, so side story, sitting in the back row at Redbird Arena. If you if anybody's been there, you might know where there was like folding chairs that they would set up, and there were literally this was back when Illinois State Bradley was such a big deal where there was standing room only barricades all around the arena. This was when Anthony Parker was there, and oh yeah, ISU beat him that night. But uh, no, Anthony Parker. I mean, he had such a good career. Uh, another guy, Jim Less. We talked a little bit about him. Yeah, a little bit, Jimmy Less. Um, I, I there's there's some w- names on here that I just I forgot about. Like I know for for Southern fans, uh, I know Dick Garrett's a, a guy who's a former uh, NBA player. Uh, yep. Doug Collins. Yep. Um, Doug, Doug Collins from uh, Illinois State. Uh, Jerry Sloan from yeah. uh, Evansville. I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lewis Lloyd Drake. Um, you know, there's some Xavier McDaniel. Uh, also the X Man. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 just it's kind of cool to see that there are, there is a history of Valley players that have actually um, that have actually made it into the pros and actually been contributors on teams. My favorite, um, um, just from a Sluky perspective, is actually Troy Hudson. Um, oh, former T Wolves, T Wolves, yeah. yeah um, at one of my favorite. He had partners. like he had like an ins- in like oh three oh four ish. He had like an insane year. Yes, where he was awesome, and that T Wolves team was awesome. Yeah, he got paid a little bit for that, but I just remember my, one of my favorite bars in Carbondale has a T Wolves jersey. That, that, that a Troy Hudson, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of cool. And, like, there's been a lot of guys that have kind of had cups of coffee in the NBA lately. Like, 
Um, Akun Purcell, I know, did, but now he's playing overseas. I know there's a lot of guys that are kind of on the fringe in the G League, whatnot. Walt Lemon, I know, has yeah. been kind of Kavion Pippen. Out. Kavion Pippen was just with uh, Golden State. So, you know, we root on these guys. We hope uh, um, we hope they can keep cash and checks here in the, in the pros. And do us right. Yep. With Drake playing Cincinnati next week and Illinois State playing them later in the non-conference season, I thought going deep in the Valley on Cincinnati's time in the Missouri Valley Conference. Cincinnati was a member of the Missouri Valley Conference from 1957 to 1969. During their time in the Valley, they made it to the Final Four in five straight seasons from 1959 to 1963 winning the national championship in 1961 and 1962. One of college basketball's players of the century, Oscar Robertson, led the Bearcats to two third-place finishes in 1959 and 1960. This has been Deep in the Valley. All right, this has been episode 11 of the 2019-2020 and the last preseason type episode. Uh, next next episode will be... Uh, we have real results to talk about that go in the win and loss column. So um, in the meantime, make sure to hit us up on social media. Baker, where can they find us? Well, you can find us because we'll be there because we're going to be inside because of the snow on the ground. We're not going to go anywhere. Um, March Arch Pod on Twitter, March Arch Baker on Twitter, uh, March Arch Mailbag at gmail.com is where you can send your thoughts. Thanks again to listener Debbie for uh, sending this idea to look at the NBA players. Thanks, uh, Debbie. You're the best. That's It, it was awesome. Too. I, I love getting the feedback where we get – Different people uh, chime in with different ideas. Um, but, yeah, I'm just so ready for basketball. We can actually talk about real games next week. Vance? Let's go, Baker, and go Valley. Start talking about the Valley. Why not?